Hello, ladies and possibly gentlemen. I think that was a weird introduction, but welcome to another episode of Simply Special, a podcast where a 20-year-old talks about random stuff and honestly just kind of rambles, gives her opinion, and just talks. It's literally just talking. There is no real, this is a guide to life, or this is how you make spaghetti and sausage. Nope, this is just me talking. What's up? (laughs) How are you guys doing? I hope that you're doing well. I am, listen, I binged watched the entire first season of Love is Blind in one night. Let's talk about it because those episodes are not 30 minutes each. They are pretty flippin' long. And I just wanna say, I love Cameron and Lauren. I can't believe that the show was a year and a half ago, but also it makes me really happy to know that like a year and a half later, like they have been married for a year and a half. And I've always heard that the first year is really difficult. So the fact that they made it past that first like difficult year, I don't know, it makes me really happy. It's like, dang, they're gonna last. I just, I have a thing for interracial couples. I mean, I love love, like no matter what, but like interracial couples, like they just hit. They hit different in the heart. I love them. So yeah, Cameron Lauren, love them so much. Um, love is Blind. It's really, ooh, you know, there's like Bachelor Nation. I don't know what the Love and Love is Blind situation should be called, but I'm a part of the Love is Blind nation, I guess. I hope that they like have another season or something because like it is a really good show. Like, snap the fact that i binge watched it in one night i feel like that should say something i couldn't stop i literally could not stop and then here's the kicker literally the next night i i binged watched high fidelity <laughs> in one night uh this is on hulu um honestly that that's the beauty of being sick uh not coronavirus level or anything calm yourselves but having a cold I just like, there was not much I could do besides just try to get better and drug myself up. And I watched High Fidelity. It was super interesting. I I don't know. I can't decide if I liked it or not. Like I didn't hate it at all, but I don't know if it's like something I would watch season two of or if it's something that like I can, it can be background noise. You know what I mean? I haven't decided yet. Because, like, Zoe Kravitz plays the main character. Main character's name is Rob, short for Robin. And she's a mess. And, like, I just don't know if I can keep up with her mess, essentially. You know, I I just, that's where I'm struggling. Is like, can I keep up with her mess? So, that's it. Um, Watched Love is Blind. watched love is blind and watched high fidelity they're both really good shows um i know for sure love is blind like when season two hits like i'll be there high fidelity i i just don't know because i'm a mess but like in a different level one that's not to the point where i smoke and drink in literally every episode so i just i don't know if i want to watch her mess essentially so yeah that's just where i'm at (laughs) um but that's been my week. That's how I've been doing. I'm really excited about today's episode. It's called I'm Not Sorry, obviously. I'm I'm sure you've looked at the title. Maybe, I don't know. It'd be weird if you were binge listening to my podcast, but if you are, like, you do you, fam. But if you're not, 
I'm sure you saw the title. I don't know. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about like being apologetic and being unapologetic. I thought that this would be a really great way to end kind of my it's Women's History Month and I'm super flipping excited series. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what to call this, but I just I wanted this to be the last episode because I've found that women tend to be more apologetic than men. And most of the time we have no reason to apologize. Um, and it's not easy. You can't just wake up one day and be like, I'm not going to say sorry anymore. Like, it's not easy. I struggle with it. There was a period of time where I did really, really good. And then I kid you not, I think it started back when I worked at Wendy's because just customers were so rude. And I thought that part of good customer service was just apologizing for no reason. Apologizing for someone else's actions. Um, Also, I messed up orders. Like, it was nothing. Like, it was nobody's business. But that team effort and screwing up essentially um but that was definitely when I started apologizing more and it would irritate even the people that I worked with especially like one woman um which she quit I want to say before I left I don't know I think she quit before I left or she got fired I think she quit. I can't remember. But anyway, she was out before I was out, essentially. But it definitely started back heavy um, around the time that I worked in fast food again. And I don't I don't know. I've learned that I'm just super apologetic, even with working in fast food. I used to work at Little Caesars. That was my first job. I will never do that mess again. Like, I would rather be homeless than work at Little Caesars. I, like, kid you not. Um, and... I was super apologetic when I would mess up like pizzas and like people didn't like the way their pizza was cut, all that crap. Um, I think fast food just makes me a really apologetic person. But once I get into that mindset and into that, I'm going to apologize for existing kind of mindset. I just, it takes me a while to get out of it. Like I, you know, no longer work at Wendy's nor Little Caesars. And yet I'm still trying to stop being apologetic essentially. I'm trying to kind of get over that hump that I developed while I was at a fast food restaurant. My brain paused while I was saying that sentence. I I have a friend who constantly apologizes and most of the time there's nothing to apologize for and sometimes like I just I literally want to scream and I just want to yell and I want to tell her to stop saying sorry. Like it happens all the time like we can't have one conversation where she does not say i'm sorry and then i realized i i do the same thing not on her level not nearly as bad as she is i love her i do i love her she is like amazing this is not me bashing her but i just sometimes i'm like stop apologizing there's nothing to apologize for and I, again, I realize I do the same thing. I'm not on her level, but I think when thinking about the times that she'll apologize for no reason, I think that I'm sorry is a cop-out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think cop-out is the right term. There's actually, there's a specific term I remember learning in like English class in high school for like words that you use to fill in space. Like I say, um, a lot. I don't know if you guys noticed, or I say like a lot. Like it's like those filler type words, 
maybe filler word is the right term. Maybe it's not, but I think some people, I'm sorry, is the filler phrase, or they don't know how to respond to certain situations, so they just apologize. But like, there's no reason to apologize. Like, stuff will happen to me, and she'll say, I'm sorry, or I'll just be like upset about something, and she'll say, I'm sorry. And it's like, why are you sorry? Like, there's nothing to be sorry about. Like, you didn't play any part in whatever was said or done that has affected me and my life personally. Um, so, yeah. It's just, I've learned that it can't. It's just like a cop-out. Like, I don't know what to say. Um, or maybe it's like, I want to keep the conversation going. But again, I just don't know what to say. So, it's like, I'm sorry it's used as a cop-out. And most of the time, again, they're, they're ridiculous things that are not worth an apology. Like, all you gotta do is say, okay, or all right, or cool, or yeah, or just like, read the message and keep it going. Like, <laughs> that's kind of what I expect half the time, but instead I get an I'm sorry, and then I'm like, ugh. Why are you sorry? There's nothing to be sorry about. If she's listening to this, I love you so much. Just, I want her to know I love her. But we gotta stop being apologetic. Me her and a lot of women in the world who are just apologetic and constantly saying I'm sorry for no reason. Take a shot every time I say I'm sorry in this episode because I think it's going to happen a lot and this could be a really good drinking game. Um, (laughs) Another reason why I think people say I'm sorry a lot, it's just, it's a mental thing, you know? Like there's some sort of, is it inferiority complex? I think that's right, but I think there's some sort of inferiority complex that was established by society that as women, we are the one who constantly, we are the one, we are the ones. I know grammar most of the time, but we are the ones who are constantly having to tell I'm, I'm sorry or apologize to guys or even to each other. Like it is a thing that has been established in our head by our heads I need to start using plural words. I'm going to talk about plural people. I talk using plural words. But society has put it in our brains. It's a mental thing. And, you know, as generations keep going, like, it's, we're almost having to fight things that have been established in our ancestors for time and time again. That was not the right way to end that sentence. That was not the right way to end that sentence. But I hope you understand what I mean. That it's just a generational thing that has been established in society and in our brains. And we don't need to be super apologetic. We kind of just have to figure out a way to fight it. Um, so yeah, I know that sometimes I get intimidated and I hate it so much. I When I tell you I hate this, I hate this about myself. But there are things about myself that I hate that I have to learn to love. One of them is being I get intimidated by guys sometimes like these super like tall dudes who like look like if I accidentally stepped on their foot they would rip me apart like my manager or one of my managers at my job it's so crazy okay so I have two managers at my job and one of them is like my height and he honestly kind of reminds me of the little kid from up and he doesn't scare me at all. He probably should because I've heard that he's the meaner one out of the two. But because of just like the vibe and like maybe it's just the height thing. I don't know. It might just be a height thing and that's why I get intimidated. But he's not like super tall. 
and he doesn't have like WWE wrestler type body. So like he doesn't scare me. <laughs> but like there's another guy. He also doesn't have a WWE like type body, but he's tall. And in a scary way, he's almost the same height as my father, which my dad doesn't scare me or intimidate me, but it's just like like this is my manager. Like imagine if your parent was your manager, which you might like work for a family owned business or something. And in that case, that is definitely a situation. But this is like a, a friend. It's not a franchise, but it's like a big retailer, I guess you could say. I can't really say where I work. I have to be super vague with it. But it's like a big retailer. And then like you just so happen to work at the one where your parent is the manager. Like that's intimidating already. Um, so this guy who like, you know, has a slightly similar build to my dad. Like, he intimidates me, and my dad is taller than me. So, like, this dude has the height, and he has the build of my father, and that intimidates the mess out of me. But, like, you put my father next to me, I'm not scared at all. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Um, but I just learned that that's a thing with a lot of people. And I've also noticed, like, I really love these podcast episodes because I start to realize things about myself and learn things about myself. And I mean, I take notes and stuff for things I want to talk about, but as I'm talking about them, I'm like learning things and I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. And so this is one of those moments, me talking about, um, my two managers and you know, the one that I'm intimidated by and the one I'm not intimidated by, I've learned just speaking and thinking about all the male friends that I have. They are all my height. Like, <laughs> They are all my height, or if they're not my height, they were like slightly taller. And so I wonder if I did that on purpose so that way I could not feel inferior. Ooh, snap. Wow, that's wild. Like now that I'm truly thinking about it, like with the exception of one, All my guy friends, they are either my height or just slightly taller. And I'm never intimidated by them because I think it is a height thing for me. Like I am not intimidated by them at all. I don't feel inferior. I mean, I don't feel superior either. I just feel like we're equals because like they're not towering over me and I'm not towering over them. That's weird. Dang. I love myself. Okay. Um, Again, going back to the exception of one, I do have one friend that weightlifts. Like, I think he's in a weightlifting club and he's like super tall and he has like muscles and stuff. But like, he also doesn't intimidate me. And I think the reason he doesn't intimidate me is A, he's super like chill. I think he doesn't intimidate me because like he's quiet and like he's really easy to talk to. I've learned um like I can trust him which is this is wild there's things that I can trust him with that like there's people that I've known for a while that I could not trust him with um and I think one of the bigger reasons he doesn't intimidate me or make me feel inferior is because of the status situation like I graduate next spring he's a freshman um so I think that's something else like, you know, he, his college journey is just getting started or his mind is like close to ending. So I think that's another reason why I'm like, I'm not intimidated, nor do I feel inferior. Um, so I think for me, 
one of the biggest reasons why I don't feel intimidated around guys is the height thing. But also, like, if I have some sort of one-up on you, like, hey, I'm a senior or a junior and you're just, like, a freshman or, like, you're only in high school or something, then I'm not going to be intimidated by you. But, like, if you're, like, this giant burly man who, like, has been in the business for 20 years or something and you still look like you're 30 years old but you're, like, 50 years old and you just have, like, the muscles of... I don't know, the strongest man in the world or something, then like, heck, yeah, I'm going to be intimidated. Um, but with intimidation as women is where the apologies begin. And my and that's what I think. And I think that's also just like, it doesn't have to be just a guy thing. I think just with other women, like if you're at work, um, like the devil wears Prada type situation. I mean, like, was she intimidated? I can't. Re- I know the movie. I know, I've seen the movie a lot, but I can't really pick up if she was intimidated or not. But I know that, like, if that were a regular situation, I would be flipping intimidated by Meryl Streep's character. I think that was Meryl Streep. Shucks. I know. I always feel confident, and then I start talking, and then I don't remember people, and that's about it. I'm like looking up the Devil Wears Prada and okay, the first thing that's trending is something related to the coronavirus. Are we surprised? No. And then the second thing is masked singer Sarah Palin, Baby Got Back. What a trippy episode that was, let me tell you. Okay, the Devil Wears Prada, that's what I'm looking up. The Devil Wears Prada, 2006, geez louise. Yeah, it was Meryl Streep. Look at my memory go. Oh, we got a 75% Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, I see you. I see you. Um, oh my goodness, that was Emily Blunt? Shut up. Wow, it's crazy how people like can get older and look younger and cuter and different. That's wild. Her, her hair is red. That's why I didn't know it was her. Okay, let me get off Google before I deep dive into a Google search thing and I just can't bounce back because that happens all the time. Anyway, if I were in Anne Hathaway's position, I would be super um, intimidated by Meryl Streep's character. So it doesn't have to just be a guy thing. It could be just like anyone who has higher power um, and can pretty much be like, hey, you fired. Like, you know, so or just like if you're in a friend group, and you have that one friend who just knows everybody and can like kill your social status in like five seconds if you don't do what they say, which a that's a toxic friendship. You need to bounce like immediately like bow out say peace I'm done I quit and then b that's another situation would be just really intimidated so in these varying situations that I've talked about for way too long that's when women become apologetic and we say I'm sorry and that's when we need to I mean you know intimidation it's a thing it's a thing but we shouldn't be sorry for being ourselves. Now, if you if you mess up and you are at risk of being fired, then like apologize and try to save your job. But there are a lot of situations where women apologize and there's no reason, and that we just have to simply be like, I'm not sorry. Yeah, it's it's weird. It, it it's it's weird. It's like a lot of women they talk about being unapologetic unapologetically ourselves or themselves. Yeah, they struggle not to apologize for. Menile, minuscule, don't know which word is correct, but 
small things. So I think that's interesting. It's like, they're all like, hey, like, you got to be unapologetically yourself. Like, there's one woman, I'll never forget. I don't know why I was there. I went to some weird convention thing for like small businesses. I, I genuinely can't remember why I was there. I might have been helping someone or something. And there's a woman and she was selling shirts that said like, I am is it independently unapologetically me. It was something like that. I am independently unapologetically me. But she, you know, that's like her brand. That's what she's all about. And yet, I can't tell you how many times she apologized for something small. Like, oh, I knocked over a jar of candy. Like, whoops. You know? Instead of saying I'm sorry, be like, oh, I'll pick it up. I don't know. Like, stuff like that happens all the time. So why are we apologizing for it? Just be like, hey, I'll fix it. Or I'll pick it up or something. Or I got it. You know? Um, So I thought that was super interesting. Is that people that talk about being unapologetic are still super apologetic. It's wild. Um... I have an acquaintance, and I talked about this before in a podcast episode, but I think I'm going to go into like a little bit deeper about this situation, but I have an acquaintance, I think. I honestly, I don't know where we stand. Being friends with boys is just so difficult and so weird, and it's like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. But he encouraged me to compliment myself every time I apologized for no reason. Um, and I always would try to like argue and validate like the reasoning behind the apology. Like, yeah, like it was appropriate to apologize here. I accidentally like offended your entire family or something, which has happened. And I feel so guilty about that still. I have the worst guilty conscience. Like once I do something and I like F up pretty heavy, I just feel guilty for a while. Um, this happened literally like a few months ago and I still feel so bad about it. I mean, we're cool. I think I, like I said, I, he's an acquaintance, maybe friend question mark, a coworker that I just talked to outside of work. Who flipping knows? I don't even know. But anyway, we're going to get past that because I'm not going to go into my guilty rampage. Anyway. Yeah. So I hated it at first. Anytime that I had to compliment myself, like I really, really hated it. Um, and I struggled so heavy. Like, I think my best compliment amidst me struggling was, I like my shoulders, which I do like my shoulders. Um, someone once said, was it my cousin? It might've been someone, it might've been my cousin. Someone was like, if you're, I don't think it was her. I can't remember who it was, but I just remember the comment and it was like, if your shoulders were just a couple inches wider, you could be a football player. And I didn't even hate it. I was like, you know what? thank you. I like football. Pretty nice. Um, I love my shoulders. They are amazing. They are, dare I say, sexy. That whole don't show your shoulder in school rule. It exists because of people like me who actually love their shoulders. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. What a joke. That rule, I've always found that rule to be so dumb. But anyway, yeah, I love my shoulders. So that was like the best compliment that I could come up with. But I struggled it, struggled it. I struggled with it, with complimenting myself anytime I apologized for so long. There are moments that like, I just, I should not have said I'm sorry. And I did. And I just could not think of anything nice to say about myself. And like, I would stand in front of, I have a full length mirror. I would stand in front of the mirror and I would just like look at myself and try to find something to compliment, try to think about something I could compliment. And instead I just, every negative thing about myself like jumped out at me in the mirror and I just picked myself apart. 
mentally. Like he would be waiting for me to say something. And in my head, I'm just like talking mad crap about myself. So it was really, really difficult at first. But as time passed, my mindset really changed. I'm doing a lot better at complimenting myself and being kind to myself. I think that we kind of had this whole episode about embracing yourself and self-love. And I think that this doing this really helps with that and just being kind to myself. Um, but also, I... I catch myself anytime I apologize or think about apologizing. So it's like I have a better mindset, but I also am like saying sorry less. Yes, again, it's not something that you can just wake up the next day and be like, I'm done saying sorry. But I am working my way out of it. I literally, like literally, sometimes abruptly, like it'll just be out of nowhere. I'll say out loud, I'm not sorry. It'll be so random. But it's like, I think that some things that I think about mentally, sometimes I think that it comes out of my mouth, but it doesn't. And so I'll literally be like, I'm not sorry. Like, I'll fix it really quickly. Um, So I've I've done a lot better with that and just uh, apologizing or, or not apologizing because I'm not sorry. I am who I am. I made my mistakes. A lot of them. It is an everyday thing. Literally every day. Like, I just be chilling in my bed at the end of the day. And I'm like, these are the mistakes I made today. And let's just hope that I don't make them again. Which, I mean, mistakes are mistakes. You're going to make them every day. If you're, if you're a me. Um, <laughs> just a clumsy, blunt, awkward human being who just doesn't know what's going on half the time. Like, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to be human. Um... So, yeah, those happen every day, and I I run through them, and I'm like, okay, you know, we're not going to let this happen anymore, but I'm learning to not apologize for those mistakes. I learn from them, and then I just keep it going. I mean, I may embarrass myself along the way, but at least I kept going. I think that's what's most important here, and yeah, I mean, we all make mistakes, and we all do things in a different way, so yeah as women we we need to stop apologizing for for our superpower which is being a woman being a woman is a superpower like i wish there were more videos and maybe podcast episodes or something about guys living out the crap that we have to live out every day so we need to stop apologizing for simply being a woman and even beyond that we need to stop apologizing for being flipping human like we just need to we need to stop we need to stop saying i'm sorry we all make mistakes again like i talked about not too long ago and we do things in a different way we are unique we are amazing and i think constantly apologizing for amazingness is a annoying as i have learned and b it it like It undermines our capabilities and diminishes our worth. Ooh, look at me using big words. Yeehaw. Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. (laughs) See, I just did it. I'm not sorry. I'm going to toot my own horn. You see that? I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, But 
yes, we are constantly apologizing diminishes our worth and doesn't do anything for our self-esteem, doesn't do anything for our ego. It surely doesn't do anything for our confidence, nor our self-love. Like it does, it plays negative effects on our mentality and just our lives. So the less we say sorry, the better we be, whether it be confidence, mentality, worth, feeling ourselves, strutting our strut. Like we gotta stop apologizing. Um, instead, we, we need to do three things. There's three options here. A, find a new cop-out phrase. Just be like, all right, cool. Bet. You know, just find a different way to respond or just stop flipping responding. (laughs) Or change the subject. Find a different topic of conversation. Um, You know, something. We got to do something there. B, we need to realize we don't have to have the last word. I think that's where a lot of the I'm sorry is coming is that people just don't know how to respond, but they feel like they have to say something. Whereas you don't, you you don't have to have the last word. You can just not, I don't know, just keep it going. Um, or C, the best one, we need to think and speak confidently. I think that that'll definitely help with um, diminishing the amount of apologies the amount of unnecessary apologies that we give to the world. Now, I'm not saying, you know, if you purposely trip a little kid or something, like not to say sorry to a little kid, like that was a jerk move first off. Second off, you definitely need to apologize. But um, yeah, those are those are what we need to do. We need to find a new cop-out phrase, realize we don't have to have the last word, just find a different change of conversation and just think and speak confidently because that'll really help like, with the whole apologizing thing. Also, I got a text. I probably should respond to it. I love my friends. Um, I'm going to my friend's house after this to get some work done, i.e. edit this podcast episode and work on some blog posts. And But she has a dog and I love her dog and her dog loves me and her dog is not susceptible. I think that's the right word. I need to stop using big words if I don't know the actual definition. <laughs> It's like, I know the definition, but I don't know if it works in the context of a sentence. But um, yeah, her dog is not in favor, I guess, of all humans, but her dog loves me. However, I'm allergic to dogs. So my friend, like whenever we hang out, she always reminds me, like, take your allergy meds. Because if I take my allergy medicine before hanging out with her dog, then I don't have a bad reaction. So I really, really appreciate that. Oh, I have a lot of other Snapchat messages to respond to. Okay, we'll save that for later. Anyway, yeah, we're not sorry. (laughs) I like how I just like go from texting someone to just hopping right back into the podcast episode. But I mean, this is on the shorter side. We're not sorry. We're Reese's. Is that the commercial? Did I just quote a Reese's? Yeah, it's a good thing this is ending because my brain out the window. Um, So as we do near the end of... (laughs) What is English? I don't know. As we come to the end of this podcast episode, this question of the day of the episode, what are you not sorry about? And I think this should be an easy answer. But for me, I am not sorry. Oh, there's a lot of things, actually. (laughs) As I said that, I was like, wait a minute. There's actually quite a few things I'm not sorry about. I think the biggest thing is just I'm not sorry to like kind of generalize everything I'm not sorry about. I'm not sorry about being myself. 
and that includes saying whatever's on my mind. I think I almost upset someone last week when I shared my opinion and they weren't in favor, but like, you know, I'm, I'm not sorry. Like, you asked my opinion, I'm gonna give you my opinion. I'm not gonna say what you want to hear, I'm gonna say my opinion. Um, so I'm not sorry about that. I'm not sorry about the way I dress. I'm not sorry about my natural hair. I'm really reaching that point where I have to do interviews for my internship that I have to have this summer. And so it's kind of nerve wracking because it's like, I, I have, I have to look a certain way to possibly get an internship, but I really need to go in there with the mindset that I'm not sorry that I am a black woman. I'm not sorry that I have short natural hair. I'm not sorry that I don't wear makeup and that my few acne is on display. I'm not sorry that these random freckle situations, I don't even know what they are, birthmark moles, we don't know. These random things are showing up on my face. Like, I'm not sorry at all. I'm not sorry that my teeth are not straight anymore. Like, I'm not sorry that my wisdom teeth are coming in and screwing those all the way up. But the biggest thing is that I'm just, I'm not sorry that I am Jamila, that I am myself and that I am just curating the life that I want, even if it's taking a long time. It is currently being on pause because of people's fear of a stupid virus, but we won't get back into that because I gave my whole spiel last week. (laughs) But I'm not sorry and you shouldn't be either. And this was meant to be the last episode of the whole I Love Women's History Month celebration like me just expressing the happiness and joy of being a woman um even though this is more on the uh this is what we need to work on side but this could also be for guys like don't apologize like you're not sorry dudes you're not sorry you're not sorry ladies you're not sorry i'm gonna keep saying it and so like you get it in your head actually i'm not gonna keep saying it you need to keep saying it until you get it in your head and like i said it's a process like everything is a process. Nothing happens overnight. Like we all do not have a Justin Bieber or TikTok moment. Like really important things take time. They don't just happen overnight. So that's something that we need to remember. And that includes anything that involves our self-growth, self, self-growth. That didn't make sense. Self-growth. It just, it all takes time. And that's, the one thing that we need to remember. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simply Special. I hope you guys enjoyed it. That's not really what I was going to say as I ended this, but here we are, you know, whatever my mouth is just saying things at this point. Um, I will be in your ear next week. I might be coming at you from Nashville. Who knows? I'm kind of excited about the possibility of going back home. I mean, it's unfortunate that I would have to like do online school or whatever the situation may be but i'll be back home i'll be with my people like i'm so excited i love my family like so much like so much (laughs) so i'm really excited um i mean it's gonna be unfortunate like whenever i want to get away from people i can just go in my dorm room whereas like when i'm back home like i just mm, there's nowhere to go essentially but i I'm also still like Nashville's home and I just can't wait to go give Nashville some loving. So yeah, but I might, I might be in your ear from a different part of Tennessee next week. That's super exciting. Um, but again, thank you for listening. And if you want more simple anything, make sure you check out simplyjamila.com, S-I-M-P-L-Y, 
J-A-M-I-L-A-H.com. I personally think it's a good time over there. I just uploaded a vlog of one of my more productive days. I mean, a lot happened that day. It was really dope though. So if you're into it, if you like watching short vlogs and me, there's like live footage of me embarrassing myself. <laughs> so if you're into it, make sure you go check out simplyjamila.com. And yeah, uh, I'll be in your ear next week. And I can't wait. Be safe, make smart decisions, all of that stuff. I'm not your mother. I don't know why I said all that. So I guess I'll just say goodbye. Goodbye.